With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I thought I had it all together. But I was led astray the day you walked away. You were the clock that was ticking in my heart. Ladies and gentlemen, change my state of mind. We got him. Love so hard to Welcome to a special edition of our Friday Mason Brew podcast. Here, usually we'd do an interview or something. Uh, kind of, it's sort. It's been a grab bag, I think it's fair to say. But today, we have actual hard news to get to, which is a bit abnormal for a Friday, but. It's good news nonetheless. Michigan, it's a celebration day for Michigan basketball. I think it's a a milestone day for Michigan basketball. Juwan Howard finally gets his big fish, the, the one he's been looking for, the first domino to fall, so to speak. Five-star power forward Isaiah Todd has announced that he has committed to the University of Michigan. Um, and this is this is a big deal. He's the number two player or the number two power forward in the class. He's the twelfth ranked player. He's a guy who Obviously, a five-star talent, and and when you talk about what he brings to the table and what he can be for the Wolverines, and we'll get that to all that. But uh, this this is a very big get for them, and I can't I can't in good conscience be selfish and, and take this day all to myself. I do have a guest with me today, someone you guys know. He's the host of our Future Brew podcast. He's uh, obviously a friend and, and a staff member at Mason Brew. I'm talking about Von Lozon. So, Von, how's it going, my friend? Hey, it's going good. Uh, today, like you said, it's, it is a monumental day for Michigan basketball and Juwan Howard. They finally got their first five-star, and uh, let's let's talk more about this, Anthony. Uh, this, is, this is pretty exciting. Like you said, number two power forward, number 12 overall player in the class. This is it, – it, I, I know that they got Franz Wagner to, to commit in the 2019 class, but I'm considering this Juwan Howard's first actual recruit 
that he was able to get a commitment from. And the first five-star since Glenn Robinson, the third back in 2012, you didn't see a lot of these kind of players under John Beeline. And I feel like we're going to see a lot more of them, especially now that they got their first one. Yeah. And the question becomes, we know that this is obviously a much different recruiting philosophy. They're go- Juwan Howard and his staff are kind of extending a wide net, sort of like what we've seen with Jim Harbaugh in the football program. They're go- They're offering pretty much every elite prospect that has a pulse and just doing what they can to get them on campus. Whereas when Beeline was in town, it was more, Hey, where if we can get you up here for a visit and the visit goes well, then maybe we'll extend you an offer. And they kind of dabbled more in finding those diamonds in the rough. And obviously John Beeline is as good as it gets, as good as it got at finding those gems, coaching up and developing them. And that's really at this point, the lone remaining question with outside of in-game stuff with Juwan Howard, it looks like they're going to be able to recruit really, really well. He's going to be able to tap into the the NBA um, pedigree that he has both as a player, as a coach kind of strike that nerve with these guys that are looking to get to the league in a year or two and get some of those elite names. Now the question becomes, how will they develop? Will they develop? We can't answer that right now, but when you look at a guy like Isaiah Todd, this is, I think you're dead on. You know, everyone says, well, Franz Wagner was his first big get. Yeah, but that one was quite honestly, like conservatively speaking, maybe like three fourths of the way done already, given that his brother had played at Michigan, given that Beeline and his staff uh, had sort of been working on him already. Uh, the question with him was really, was it going to be Michigan or was he going to, you know, become a pro or stay pro, uh, whatever it was. So, um, yeah, that's obviously, you know, we've had minor recruiting wins with Juwan Howard. You get a guy like Cole Bajima to stay in the 2019 class. You get a guy, um, Zeb Jackson, who committed under John Beeline, the other recruit in this 2020 class right now, to kind of reaffirm his commitment, and then he he's not going anywhere. So um, as far as Isaiah Todd goes, and we'll talk about what he brings to the table here, but I've always felt, and even Juwan Howard said this at Big Ten Media Day a few weeks ago, once they get that that one guy, sort of like he was that one guy, the first domino that fell for the Fab Five. And that's not to say that the next Fab Five is on the way with this class or the next class. But sometimes it's the best way for me to put it. It's like when you're at a party, there's a pizza at the party. Everyone kind of gets their first slice and you're ready for that second slice. But you're waiting for someone else to get that sli- that second slice first. So then you don't, you know you can be like, okay, it's cool for me to go get seconds. Now I kind of feel like this is where we're at with um, Michigan basketball recruiting. And and I'm really interested in seeing who comes next. We'll talk about who we think comes next, but I I really do think that when you just look at what it means for the program as a whole, before we talk about what Todd brings the, the, the floor as a player, that's what I see with the the ramifications of this. Yeah. I mean, it brings a lot to the program as you alluded to Anthony, you know, like we kind of talked about briefly, John Beeline didn't bring in a ton of five stars, just the one, Glenn Robinson, the third. Like you said, developed more of those two-star guys like Muhammad Ali, Abdur Rahman, Duncan Robinson transferring over from junior college. We're not going to see a lot of that. We're going to see a lot more bringing in guys that are five stars, high four-star ranked guys. And a lot of these guys that they're going after in the 2020 class are either five stars or those high-ranked four-star players. And now that you finally get the one in Isaiah Todd, it's going to bring the opportunity to get a lot more of these guys, not only to just visit, but then put them on their top lists, like Namari Burnett, five-star guard, already has like 
four-star center Mark Williams already has. A lot of these guys are already starting to buy in, and Jawan Howard's only been the head coach of Michigan for a few months at this point, hasn't even played an exhibition game yet uh, as the head coach for Michigan. So it really goes to show what uh, the recruiting job has been, and it's been really good for Jawan Howard and his assistants so far. Uh, they, they made a visit a couple days ago with Namari Burnett trying to get him reeled in, would kind of complete the uh, backcourt of this 2020 class. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see how all of this uh, uh, develops with the recruiting and, and see what other guys fall into place here. But the fact that you were able to extend an offer to Isaiah Todd not sh- just shortly after taking the Michigan job, getting him on campus, and then getting him to land a verbal commitment just a few weeks after that visit it really goes to show the great recruiting job that Jawan Howard has already done so far, being able to do all that in a short amount of time and, uh, you know, just getting all of these guys bought in and, and getting them on campus, getting them interested in a program that, you know, over the last few years has found some success. You've been in some Final Fours and a couple national championship games, uh, but, you know, they're not the premier Big Ten school. They're not the Blue Blood. They're not Michigan State not Indiana. Uh, they, they take a different approach to it, or they at least did under John Beeline. So it, it's going to be really intriguing to see how all this plays out for this 2020 class. Yeah. And it's not a, obviously it's an unorthodox situation where you're coming in, you know, this isn't, it's hard to call this a rebuild. It's, it's a retooling under, because this isn't a rebuilding program. It's a Michigan program that, like you said, under John Beeline, had all the success they did. There's there's a pretty strong foundation in place to, um, no, I, I don't. Wanna, I hesitate to say take it to the next level because they did achieve so much under Beeline, but I think more sustainable success. Uh, I think that there's a pretty solid foundation in place for that, and I think the biggest thing about Jawan Howard so far is that I don't know if this is going to work out with him at Michigan in terms of him being a coach, but I know that. He is working extremely hard, like on the recruiting trail. If he works, you know, sixty-five percent as hard, sixty-five percent as hard on the court as he does on the recruiting trail, like Michigan's going to win a a decent amount of games, and then they're going to land some talented guys, and it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. Not that John Beeline basketball isn't wasn't fun, but I think the style that we might start to see at Michigan is a little more reminiscent of where the NBA is going with, you know, Juwan's already said this about positionless basketball and um, being versatile and, and being able to do different things. So um, yeah, encouraged about the direction there. You can't say enough good things about what he's done so far. Uh, looking back, like this is the first five-star that Michigan has since Glenn Robinson, the uh, third in his class, he was the 17th ranked player in the nation uh, in the class of 2012 the fourth ranked uh, small forward. So when you look at rankings, I mean, Isaiah Todd is a little bit better uh, than GR three was. He's the 12th ranked player is the second ranked uh, power forward in the class top player in the state of North Carolina. Um, It's funny that the conversation is that Glenn Robinson, the third was the last five-star because when I watch this guy play, I, I do in terms of what I think he can bring to the table immediately. I think that, it is kind of similar to Glenn Robinson the third. I I don't know if he's a one and done guy. I think that's kind of what the hope is for him. But I see a guy who's a slasher, a guy who's able to get to the basket, and a guy who has the ability to, you know, kind of shoot from anywhere on the floor. But uh, shot selection has been a is something that needs to be worked on. Um, 
you know, he takes a lot of, a lot of step back threes and long twos, which are not always the most uh, efficient shots that you can make out there, but he's a guy that I think can make all the plays on both ends of the floor. Uh, someone who I think will continue to improve on both ends of the floor. Um, someone who I think is, I don't know. I guess it depends on, on who's there next year, but I don't know if he's your number one option on offense, but I think he's at very least a pretty strong number two as a freshman. So I don't, this is, this is a guy who's very raw, but I think is talented enough that we'll just put it this way. I mean, if it wasn't Michigan or Kansas, there was talk he was going to go play professionally somewhere. So he's, he's plenty talented and I think he can get by on that alone. Um, It's going to be really fun to, to see. I think when we talk about positionless basketball, he's a power forward, but in some lineups, maybe you see him three uh, play some of the three, maybe in certain, uh, you know, if you're looking to get out and run, he plays a little bit of five, though. I I don't know if I necessarily see that from his game, Um, but they're going to use him a lot. uh, And how his jump shot kind of evolves over this next year or so. And even as he gets to Michigan, it's going to go a long way into, you know, if this guy's a lottery pick or if he's, you know, someone you just take a, a flyer on in the late first, early second round. But there's a lot to like here. Um, I think that he's a really, really impressive player and just just really smart, too, um, for his age. He's going to be 19 when he gets on campus. So it's one of those deals where not quite like Braz Dacus uh, last year where he was a, a talented recruit, but I think he was, what, 20 or 21 as a freshman. So um, a little bit older and a guy who – you know, since before he was even in high school was someone who was named as one of the top players in the class now, because as everyone else gets older and develops, you start to get viewed a little bit differently. He hasn't quite lived up to that initial hype from when he burst onto the scene, but obviously he's a top top 12 player in the class. He, he's got all the tools on both ends of the floor, physically, athletically, um, with his skill set as well. Uh, just, just a matter of how well is he going to shoot the ball, and I think that, uh, you know, I think that will come along, and I think that this is a really, really strong. I'm already just looking ahead to lineup combinations where he's out there with Franz Wagner, and it's just like it's it's beautiful. Assuming Franz is still around next year too. Yeah, I mean, all of that in the grand scheme of things sounds really nice. He's also going to have to work defensively as well before he even gets to Michigan, and just because you clock, uh, Luke. Yaklich is gone uh, doesn't mean that they're going to just abandon all of the defensive game plans that they had last year they're still going to commit defensively Michigan is and uh, this is going to be a huge part of Isaiah Todd moving forward is getting that defensive game in the works as well he's very athletic he can shoot it from anywhere like you had already mentioned he can shoot from the three he can work in the post probably like I, I agree with what you said he probably won't play a ton of five like what they had uh, Brandon Johns doing last year, he'd probably more in the realm of just playing strictly four, maybe some three at some points, uh, depending on who you have out there. But handles the ball pretty well uh, from what I've seen so far. Can shoot it. He's just going to have to work defensively. I think that's going to be probably the biggest growing pain for him when he gets to college, and I feel like that's probably the biggest growing pain for any freshman that adjusts to the college game is just getting the defensive oh, sure. work down. And, and I feel like he's going to have uh, some guys still left over. I know Simpson and Teske will be gone by the time that he gets to campus, but he'll still have some of those guys that 
did, did take up some of the game from Yaklich and and continuously getting uh, you know get game plans and uh, defensive work from Juwan Howard who uh, you know really worked really well with some of those centers Hassan Whiteside in the in the NBA and some of those other bigs at uh, when he was with the Miami Heat. And it's going to be something he just has to focus on and, and something that a lot of these kids are going to have to focus on, quite honestly. But getting him on campus, it's it's pretty much going to be work him in wherever he fits in best, whether it's three, four, or maybe it is five. I, I don't see him working in at five. but No, no he's to me, he's not a five. But I, I can see if you're going small in a certain lineup that – That you put him in there, yeah. Maybe it's just a look you give. But he's, yeah. a, he's a three or a four, probably a four. Um you know, he's a guy that he's 6'10". He's got a seven-foot wings, wingspan. Um, you know, he moves, you know, he's over, I think he's at about 205 pounds right now. You'd expect probably by the time he steps foot on uh, steps foot at Michigan, maybe they have him at 215 or something. I'm not sure. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how he develops physically before he gets uh, to Michigan, especially if he's going to be one of those one-and-done type guys. Again, I don't know on that just yet. Um when I look at how raw he is still, I, th- I tend to believe he's a two and done, but um, no, his raw ability, like it, it, you can't deny it. And it's one of those things where uh, I, I think just on his ability to run in the open floor and, and finish at the rim, that's a guy who uh, I, I think that he'll be ready for the NBA. It's just a, a matter of what does the other stuff look like? What is, what's the polish defensively look like? Um, you know, the shot, you know, the shooting percentage, shot selection, all of that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when you look at it'll be interesting to see how he fits in with this roster next year. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, he's from the day he sets foot on campus to me, he's a starter probably at the, at the four and, um, it'll be, it'll be fun to see where it goes from there. Yeah, I, I agree. He probably will fit in as a starter. I would imagine that Juwan would probably want to get his guys on the floor as quick as possible, especially if they're that athletic and that high caliber of a recruit. But it just goes to show, like we said earlier, the good recruiting job that he's done, able to get that first guy in. And I feel like it's really going to set the table for what is to come, especially in the 2020 class. I I feel like they've got a few guys on their radar that they can kind of uh, go after harder now that they got Isaiah Todd in the mix and, and uh, they've, they've got a few guys up there uh, that have already put Michigan in their top, you know, three or four or five or whatever the case may be. Burnett, Namari Burnett, that five-star guard we talked about briefly earlier, has Michigan in his top list. Michigan uh, assistants visited with him a couple days ago. Hunter Dickinson, another four-star center. Mark Williams, four-star center. And then uh, four-star guard Moses Moody, who visited recently as well. So, it's an exciting time for Michigan basketball recruiting. It hasn't really been that way for a really long time, but this is uh, the first of many, I feel, to uh, drop their their verbal commitment there, and we'll just have to see how all of this plays out for the 2020 class and beyond. Yeah, and I think you know my final thought in terms of like his skill set, we'll get into who we think might be next here soon. I know we've kind of hit on it here a little bit, but um, I think what's what's impressive to me about him is that He's he's very talented offensively, and I think there's there's certainly a can't or a, a blank slate from which to grow from. But when you go back and you look so, you look at some of the tape on him, it's he doesn't need the ball to be 
in his hands at all times to be effective offensively. He's he's a slasher. He's a guy who can get involved in the screen game. He's someone who mm-hmm. um, will go in there and and put you know get one of those put back slam dunks or whatever it is. So um, it's exciting. Yeah, it's I get the I get the feeling that this is going to be a Jawan Howard program that likes to run and, and likes to uh, like I said kind of mirrors where the modern NBA game is going. And I think that he, he's a, that's a real nice piece to start off that, that with, um, you know, this year is a transition year, so to speak. You've got sort of a marriage of two eras, but next year should be when things really start. You start to get an idea of what this, um, what this program will look like. So it's exciting. And, um, you know, as far as Todd goes, what comes next? We've, we've talked about some guys that are in the mix, I have to look it up here real quick. Shame on me for not coming prepared. Uh, how many scholarships do they have available? Ba, 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 ba. So as of right now, they've probably got enough space for probably two or three more guys out. Of yeah. So this is a, uh... this episode is sponsored by better help. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. On umhoops.com. They have currently for 2020, they have three scholarships available. That's including Zeb Jackson. So... You've got room for two more guys. I would assume that Jace Howard is one of those guys at, at some point. Um, they could have a fourth open if Austin Davis isn't brought back for a fifth year. So there's, you know, I, I kind of made the comment on how this might not be a Fab Five type situation, but there's certainly room in this class to add at least one or two more impact guys uh, right off the bat. Yeah, I, th- I think they'll probably end up getting. At the max, they would probably go with five guys in this class, including Jace Howard. I, I think when it's all said and done, there will probably be more attrition than you would imagine. Uh, I mean, Simpson and Teske will definitely be gone. They're seniors, right. so they're, they're for sure gone. As far as Austin Davis, I would imagine he would probably be phased out in terms of just wanting to get another guy on campus that is yeah, I, I don't see you know, him a, Ju- a Juwan Howard yeah, guy. I don't I don't see I don't him, see him staying. I don't see him coming back. Um look at other guys that might be uh when we look at attrition here. Sorry, I just lost the tab. Uh bu- 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 
So uh, Eli Brooks and Isaiah Livers will be seniors next year. I'd assume those guys are still around. Uh, Dave DeJulius, Brandon Johns, Colin Castleton, Adrian Nunez. I think that maybe mm-hmm. if we're looking and I, I'm, you know, it's too early to say anything like this, but I, I could see a scenario where maybe a, a Nunez moves on or uh, maybe a Castleton too. Just, you know, if you're looking at who's coming in, ahead. It, gets, it depends on who they bring in, but um, you know, those guys want to play too. So I don't know. Uh, yeah. It, it looks like they'll have as of right or, with Todd, they currently have two scholarship spots open. If Davis, uh, assuming that he moves on, um, they'll have a third open. And yeah, you can you can still do some damage there. And after that, I mean, you look at the 2021 class, it's you've got there's a lot of spots open moving forward. So they they have a chance to bring in a decent amount of talent. And if they continue to recruit as hard as they could, yeah, I could see some attrition with guys that we think might be more um, guys that might be quote unquote impact guys next year that decide to move on. Maybe they graduate mm-hmm. early and, and take that year of eligibility and go elsewhere. But um, it's going to be fascinating to see. Like, I guess a lot of it might depend on how this 2020 class finishes out. If they go out and they bring another, another five star and then two, four stars or, or whatever. Um, yeah. We might, we might definitely see some, a little bit more attrition, but uh, I, I think realistically speaking, it kind of feels like they might get another one of these blue chip guys and then someone late in the process. And then like a Jace Howard, which, and I think I'd be okay with that. I think that would be perfectly fine if, if that were the case. And you certainly expect Jace Howard to commit at some point. If you look at his other offers, they're pretty much Ivy league schools, you know, lower tier basketball schools and then you see Michigan in there and you're thinking why hasn't he committed already his father's the head coach it's the best offer he's got I understand wanting to look through the process and not just commit on a fly but you would expect him to commit at some point probably within the next month or so yeah um you know once once everything gets going there so you would anticipate probably bringing in a big guy because Teske's going to be gone and you don't want Castleton to be the only center that you pretty much have I know you still have Austin Davis but I, I don't anticipate him being on the roster after next season. You would probably want to bring in one of those other centers that you're recruiting, uh, whether it be Mark Williams or Hunter Dickinson, one of the two. Yeah. They're both high four-star guys. You would imagine that if they really put all their eggs into one of those baskets, they'd probably reel one of them in, the most likely being Hunter Dickinson, because he commented on Isaiah Todd's Instagram post when he put his final two and his commitment date and all that stuff, and pretty much alluded to playing with him wherever he ended up committing. And obviously it was uh, it, it was just very obvious that he was going to commit to Michigan at that point after putting him in Kansas. It was either that or playing overseas. Yeah. So yeah. I would imagine that Hunter Dickinson would be the most likely guy to join, to be that center uh, incumbent. But we'll just have to wait and see how it all plays out. Like you said, it is fascinating, definitely interesting to see, but I would imagine probably another two or three guys committing to this class. And then who knows after that point for 2021, we'd, uh, we'll, we'll cross that bridge once we get there, but yeah. 2020 has yeah. the chance to be uh very interesting at, at the very least. Yeah, for sure. And I don't want to turn this into a like Jace Howard podcast where we're reacting to Isaiah Todd, but I, I, uh, <laughs> People, I've seen a lot of people say, well, why don't, why doesn't he just walk on? Certainly they can afford it. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. But it's also, it's my understanding that 
the scholarship players, like you get the access to more of the benefits, you like the Camp Sanderson stuff, the um, mm-hmm. you know, the nutritional program. It's walk-ons don't get that same, you know, treatment or same I won't even say treatment because that that would elude that those guys are being mistreated. But they don't get the benefits of all the scholarship stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you just look at all that stuff that they get, all the new, like you said, nutritional and you know, just classes, everything that comes with a scholarship. Yeah, I mean, that's why it's why that's why it's a scholarship. That's why these kids get that. Yeah, and the thing um, of it too is that when you have as many as five scholarships to give out, I mean, we assume they'll have at least four. You can't unless you're Kentucky or Duke, they can't all be four-star guys because those guys want to play too. You're not going to have a, a, you know, a top 20 recruit sitting on the end, on the end of your bench. So you can't, it's not, you're not playing fantasy basketball or things like that. You know, you want, you, you need to have those glue guys and stuff at the back of your roster. And, and, you know, I, I mm-hmm. assume that uh, at some point, Jace Howard might, if he, assuming he comes to Michigan, he'll be someone who's a depth guy at some point, but um, yeah, it's, I don't, I don't have a problem with that, especially if you get, if you land your, your top two or three big fish, like I have zero issues with taking a flyer on someone else, whether it's his last name is Howard or if it's beeline or if it's Lozon or if it's, I don't care. You know what I mean? (laughs) So uh, I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I think this, this class is in pretty good hands and, and this program appears to be in really good hands. So um, it's going it, to, things are different. I don't know that different necessarily means better, but I think that they're doing, because you can't replicate the John Beeline formula. I think that, excuse me, Juwan Howard and his staff are doing just about everything right so far. He's got the right assistance around him. He's an incredibly hard recruiter, uh, someone who's respected in the game someone who's come up and there's going to be growing pains there in terms of, you know, maybe some, some clock management stuff, just some of the, the more, the finer nuances of being a head coach, but um, first talent, like, yeah, this, this team this year is going to be pretty talented, but I'm fine with him learning on the fly to build something special and sustainable moving forward. And and getting a guy like Isaiah Todd, I think is a great step forward in that. So uh, any final thoughts there on your end? Uh, my final thought would be just because Michigan gets a five star on the basketball court does not mean it will translate to winning every single game, winning a Big Ten championship. These guys still got to get coached up. We don't know what Jawan Howard's like as a coach. The recruiting aspect of it, getting all these big time players to commit to Michigan, it's great. It's something that we haven't seen from Michigan in a long time. John Beeline only had one five star. Jawan's already got one five star, and he hasn't even coached a game yet. So. It will not translate to automatic success on the court. It just gives you a better chance of getting big wins. And, I mean, clearly Duke had the class of the century this past uh, past year, and they didn't even make it to a Final Four. So I would say to the Michigan fans, be excited, but be patient as well. I don't think I could have said it better myself. Uh, I do have one final thought, though, that I, I didn't bring up. I'll just, I'll just share that here really quickly. Whoa. Todd's even cooler than we thought. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> Todd roll. <coughs> Todd does rule, and I'm excited to watch him play, excited to see how this Michigan basketball team looks this year, who follows uh, Todd as a commitment uh, for that class of 2020. So uh, as we close things out here, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T. Broom. 
Follow the website at Maze and Brew. We're we're everywhere except for uh, the joke I keep making is we're everywhere except TikTok because I can't figure that out. But uh, <laughs> we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're we're everywhere that most of you guys are. You can get all of our shows and podcasts on iTunes or, or Apple. I'm sorry, that's the correct vernacular now. Google Pods, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your shows. If there's somewhere somewhere you'd like us to be and we're not there yet, let us know. Uh, Vaughn, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Pretty simple. All right. Short, sweet, to the point. So that's it for us today. Uh, we'll be back with a post-game show after Michigan-Penn State. We'll be back next week with our normal uh, schedule of shows. So uh, for Vaughn, I'm Anthony. We'll talk to you again soon.